Hey, crew. Yes. You think you could write a jingle for Brooklyn Clay? I think I can. Brooklyn Clay, because ceramics is hard. So if you take a class, you can learn to be better. Their teachers are wonderful, very diverse. So you can learn how to make a pretty decent mug. But don't get your hopes up, because ceramics is hard. What the? Listen, I want, I want the expectations to be real. Oh, my God. Ceramics is hard. Okay, and um, well, here, uh, welcome uh, to the Ceramics Podcast. Ceramics Podcast. podcast. I'm Gustav Hamilton, and I love the color wheel. <laughs> and I'm Cami Kamako, and I love to put birds on things and then knock them off. Oh man, <laughs> that was fun. I have a on my on my work table. It's covered. It's too covered in stuff. Or I'd show it to you. I couldn't remember the color wheel, so I so I just wrote it on my table with a <laughs> sharpie. <laughs> I didn't even know that when I said that joke. I just like have this idea that you're like, what's the what's the colors on the color wheel? <laughs> That's pretty much what I do <laughs> in here. <laughs> and it, <laughs> yellow and blue makes what? Oh, um, brother. Um, Gus, how's it going over there in the studio? Are you getting ready for nada? Yeah, I'm getting ready. I'm I'm inching towards it. When's it? When does when does it open? One month on May fifth. Okay, okay. May I think May fifth, May fourth, May fourth or May fifth. Very soon. Okay. Um, I would show you all the work that I've got ready for it, but um. I sort of want it to be like a big reveal. Um, it's totally not that the work's not done. Okay, um, so first of all, it's a podcast. Uh, <laughs> Second of all, uh, I'm not even a little bit surprised that it's not done. And you're joking. I usually you're like, am ahead. Uh, did I'm you ahead. Me for a I'm ahead. <laughs> Generally, my whole way of making work is slow and steady. You know, you just keep chipping away at it. But this time, fast and furious. I'm, I can't believe it because I know your work takes forever to make. Yeah. Um, ah, well, good for you. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Um, how are you doing? I'm good. I have been, you know, I'm making these big pots and I, I'm t- mm-hmm. t- I took like a couple days and I'm just doing glaze tests and bisque mm-hmm. slip tests and um, slip tests. So yeah, I'm just like working on surface stuff. And it's like, you think that that shit's going to be like so fast and it's just not, no. you know, like it just take hours and hours and hours. And if you don't do it, you wind up like just kind of in commercial glaze land. And so. And you always think you can beat it. You know, you're always yeah. like, I can, I can do it. Nope. And you just I can knock it out. Yeah. Yeah, no. So I'm really taking the time to do it and do it right because you know me with glazes. I don't do it and do it right. I usually do it and do it wrong and take a lot of risks and then dump a lot of glaze away. However, (laughs) um, yeah, so I'm really taking my time on this and I think it's working out. And what's working? I got a funny uh, thought. Are commercial glazes 
I just know, like I've noticed recently that I've been not just using commercial glazes because they're easier, but like more and more into commercial glazes. Are commercial glazes getting better or is my taste for what's good just really like at rock bottom right now? Because it seems like Amico is on fire with oh. their like weirdo. We sell so many of Mebrickland clay and yeah. it's like, it feels like every day there's like another one that I'm just, I can't believe that. The, How good it is. Like, yeah. I put a spectrum, I put a spectrum red glaze on yeah. over the red clay, a satin, and it came out so beautiful. I was like, there's no glaze that I can make that's going to look this good. There's just not. It would take yeah. me, it take me years to get, to get it and then to be that tight and to be like to be able to do it over and over it's like oh you what is the word i'm looking for universal or stable to yeah that's stable yeah man those commercial blazes are good also i went to the kathy butterly talk a couple weeks ago mm. over at james cohan gallery and in the talk she was telling us how she used commercial glazes and she happened to drop that she had 5,000 glazes and people the audience when the audience were like <gasps> 5,000 glazes 5,000 jars of glaze how do you think she counted them you think she counted them all that is an excellent question do you think you've ever counted to a thousand I haven't no, not that I can yeah. think of. I count to a hundred a lot when I'm doing my wedging. A... That's too many wedges. <laughs> you gotta... <laughs> a right. long time ago, a friend of mine. <laughs> I already count. I only count to fifty. I lied. Yeah, I only count to ten. What? I only count to. I only count to seven. Fuck out of here. <laughs> if you were my student, I would literally have a nervous breakdown right now. Yeah. That's fair. Okay, what were you going to say? A friend of yours what? Oh, counted you a thousand one time. And I thought it was really impressive. I just had to take his word for it. You know, I wasn't... Like I wasn't in one sitting time. or like... Yeah, he said he just sat down and counted you a thousand one <laughs> How long? Is there more information or is that the end of the story? I don't know. I'll get, I'll get to the bottom of it. We're still in touch. He's a good friend. Lee Sturman's. Okay, great. great. guy. Lee, good. Thanks for that. Uh, yeah, based out of Missoula, Montana. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is he's yeah. a ceramicist? Yep, he's doing okay. some fabrication stuff for Brooklyn Clay right now. Okay. We should have him on. He'd be fun to talk to. Really funny. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Lee, that was your calling. Get ready. I for like. A- I like to think of him as as the Keith Simpson of the West. Oh, really? Sort of. Okay. No, I mean, nobody. They both taught. They both taught me a lot. You know? I'm like nobody's like Keith Simpson. No, nobody's like. Because <laughs> we have Aaron Lynn Smith on the podcast. You know, if today. you asked me what's Aaron's last name, I couldn't say it without saying the whole name. I know, and I don't think she goes with Lynn. I, just, I think she just goes by Aaron Smith. But I think it's a Instagram situation. Yeah. Right. Right. So, um, how did we meet Aaron? What happened? We met her on the same day, which I thought you already knew her. No, but I should have. Like, I should know her, you know, because she's 
she's an Alfred person and a Minnesota person. So I should, That's you would funny. almost, you would like at some point her grandparents sold my grandparents Ludafisk, you know, like it just, it had that. I, I don't even know what that word is. Like at some, at some point, my grandpa being Scandinavian left his ice house. He tried to put his ice house on the lake before the ice froze to get the best spot. And then Aaron's grandpa had to pull it out, you know? So like <laughs> there's some, there. it's for sure something like that. So you're suggesting there's a history of dumbness in your, in your genes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't that, start with me. At 23 and me is like, no, no, yeah. buddy. It goes through, it breaks it down. It's like, it's like, you know, 87% Scandinavian, uh, 3%, uh, you know, British Isles, uh, and then just 10% dumb. Actually, no, if, then it's, then it's like 19% dumb. It adds up to more than hundred percent. Yeah. That's even better. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, we, uh, no, I had not met Erin, but I knew her work from, I think, I guess just through, through Instagram and, and her being an Alfred grad after I was there, but I, um, I mean, she is a cool kid, but I just from seeing her work and mostly I think that she was in New York for a while before grad school, I thought she was going to just be super too cool for school. Oh, um, really? But she's realize, not. I didn't realize you, you had so many preconceived notions about her. I think I have, even though I've now been here for a while and all my friends have been here for a while, I still have ideas that every New York artist just wears like all black, smokes cigarettes. And somehow wears a fedora, but looks cool. That's um, not a thing. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> everything but the last part. And also plays trumpet. Like what? And yeah, and just is in the Union Square <laughs> subway like station sax. playing trumpet. So yeah, playing saxophone. That's what it would be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, no, I think I just always assumed that like, any New York artist is cooler. You know, it's just super yeah, cool. Because they are cooler than me, but they're not necessarily super cool. That's true. Yeah. Yes, you're right about all this. Like you, like you're cooler than me, but still not. Like no one would say, yeah, Cammy's cool, but they would say, yeah, she's cooler than. <laughs> I mean, that's a compliment, right? Is that? I mean, it's wrapped in a, it's wrapped in a several insults, but sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> um, but I met, yeah, I met Aaron the same way you met Aaron, which was, uh, I mean, I guess actually I was trying really hard to do my job, um, and. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> as the, you know, diehard New Yorker that I am now, okay. trying to avoid eye contact with people, and um, two very polite strangers were just waiting for me to stop the job that I was in the middle of. I, I don't know what I was doing, but I, I know it was one of those things where it was like, you got headphones in, you got shit all over your hands, and like I could sense that that they were standing there, but I was just, I was like, I can't get to my headphones. I <laughs> I like also yeah. to be fair it could have like at Brooklyn Clay you know everyone right so you already know you don't know them so you already yeah. know they're going to ask you where the bathroom is and it's <laughs> something you really don't want to deal with I, but I'm You're happy like, to sh I'm happy to show people the bathrooms but no, not man, when bathrooms, I not when I got my hands no, <laughs> when I got my no. hand bathrooms are for those bathrooms only. those bathrooms are that's our pride and joy we actually were in the middle of it and it's a zoning nightmare but we're switching 
the entrance to be through the bathrooms, um, which is going to be a little <laughs> bit of a headache. But I think in the long run, it's going to pay off because Instagram, <laughs> because Instagram, yeah. they're the yeah. most Instagram bathrooms I think I've ever. It's really crazy. So the entrance now is going to be, it's going to be through the parking garage. It's going to be an elevator up into the bathrooms. Hell um, yeah. That actually makes sense. That would be sweet. Yeah. And it would cut down a lot, a lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> well, it might make some new ones. Can you imagine you're just sitting there and, and an elevator just comes up through the floor with people standing on it? Kind of just like a dumb waiter situation too, you know? <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. I can't actually. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of in. Yeah, kind of. Um, Jennifer Waverick, if you happen to be listening to this episode, I don't know. Let's uh, we'll circle back we'll, around to this idea. Yeah, the team meeting. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, when did you? How was your first meeting with Aaron? Well, actually, we were supposed to have lunch with Paris, so I met you guys there, and then Aaron was like a bonus date. And it, had like, you met Harris before? You'd met Harris no. like two days before, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Just then, that was all. It was wow. all like one time, and it was really exciting. That's how it went. Because Aaron was here doing a residency. I think we talked about it in the interview, but doing a yeah. residency at Sculpture Space in Long Island City. Um, and so I had another chance to hang out with her before she left town. I, but we sort of met her on the tail end, I think, of her New York time. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. That's so the weird thing about New York. It's like you know someone's here, um, you know, and they're like here temporarily, and you don't really get to see anybody. You really don't. Like, yeah, you know, two months. You're like, oh my god, where'd the time go? We have to catch up. It's like over. They're like, oh, I actually already left, and you're like, okay, yeah. well, they're they're like, I I'm actually I'm settled. I'm two months into my <laughs> next residency. Um, you're like, hey, let's get lunch, and they're like, um where have you been no wait what? yeah uh, yeah it is it is really that is really shocking we my um you've met my brother right Anders yeah, yeah I have met him uh, several hundred thousand times <laughs> been on vacation with Ander, him Anders. Uh, we spent Christmas together Anders oh, and I uh buy all of our coffee at Union Market which you know Union Market if you want to um sponsor the sponsor this podcast um you know I, I love it um uh, <laughs> I, I go to Union Market like twice a week um but we we buy all of our coffee there whole beans and we you know grind it the night before because I want it ready in the morning so uh, at some point one of us bought accidentally bought a bag of ground beans so we kept it in the corner of the apartment and this was like I don't know three months ago, maybe one of us bought these ground beans. So we were like, oh, we'll just keep it in the corner for the emergency. Like if you run out of fresh beans, then you got ground beans. Well, guess what? The unthinkable happened. We ran out of whole beans. Okay. So I reach over to this bag of ground beans that we bought three months ago. Turns out they expired over a year ago. <laughs> oh my God. What? <laughs> it wasn't three. It, they've been sitting in the corner of our counter behind and we just oh keep it in the back of all yeah, the fresh bags like, the emergency is like trash <laughs> they've been there for like two years somehow wow, wow. that's yeah. like time is time really flies yeah is that what you're trying to tell me when you're having fun yeah okay well i'm into yeah. it which for anybody out there get the brooklyn morning blend from from uh union oh. market i thought you meant brooklyn roasters I do actually like them too, but because you get those cool metal cans, but 12 ounces of beans versus Union Market. 
16, a true pound, as we call it. <laughs> Wait, how much, how much are in a pound? 16? 16 ounces. So yeah. everyone just gets shorted all this time? You don't yeah, really a- actually, can we, I mean, I know that this is supposedly about ceramics, but I got a real bone to, bone to pick with with ice cream manufacturers okay you know everybody buys ice cream you either get you get a pint a quart or a gallon right like that those are the sizes and you don't even get gallons in new york really that's like a that's this that's like a suburb thing right nobody's got you're like i'm gonna be depressed for a month you just get a pint because you're only expecting the depression to last for a day yeah or if it's somebody's if it's i mean yeah i get three pints at a time always but that's for another see what i'm saying uh (laughs) <laughs> but yes you're right a quart is a gallon or a quart is a gallon yeah a quart is for a birthday party right but pints are all right the this it's always a pint right yeah pint you're like I'm. I'm it's worried. not a fucking pint cammy jenny's ice cream 14 ounces all these bougie oatly 14 ounces they're right. shorting you two ounces Hagen does i think also 14 ounces i'm not positive on that one but i know jenny's and i know and i know oatly and i know all the fancy brands. And if you look close, they're cartons, same size up top, tapered skinnier at the bottom. So you don't even notice. Those son of a bitches. So they're the same height. Those sons of bitches. The only people you can trust in this world are Ben and Jerry. That's it. You know, I'm I'm really happy you said that. Yeah. Anyway, here she is, Erin Lynn Smith. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you two? Good, good. What's happening? What's happening? Yeah. I'm in the middle of the desert in this beautiful place. What? Yeah. Where are you? I thought you maybe knew that. I'm no. at I'm in Arizona. Um at a place called Arcosanti. Have either of you heard of that? No. No. It's like a architectural project that was started in the 70s. Um and they have workshops here. So I am like digging ditches and um, helping kind of restore places here for six oh, weeks. Uh, How did you hear about it? I, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they cast um, ceramic bells here and, um, and bronze cast bells. So those are everywhere. My parents had them when I was a kid. So oh, wow. I grew up hearing them. Um, and then I came through visiting with friends here before. So I was just looking for a way to get to the Southwest for a little bit. Where are you from originally? From Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Let's go back a little bit. You just graduated from Alfred in the spring. Yes. So then you spent the summer in New York City. Yes. And how'd it go? What was your, what was your take? Um, it's a little rough going. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I kind of wish somebody would have warned me about the post grad moments. It's so, yeah. People don't, it, we have so many students listening to this podcast. And uh, I, it's like we don't really want to tell them the truth how hard it is when you get out of school. Like, literally, no one cares what you do. No one cares <laughs> about you. It doesn't matter. No one's talking about your work. 
No one wants to know what you're like. It's so depressing. There's no. All your friends are gone. Yeah. Yeah. You have no community anymore. It's just like, okay, you're like, and you're also a changed person. You're not the person you were before you went in most of the time. You're a butter, you're a butterfly now. Yeah, I am. (laughs) So it's really, it's really a rough transition for a lot of people, I think. It is. It's, it's like you put so much work into something and then all of a sudden you're spat out into the world again and you don't know what to do with all of this new, this new information that's in your head. But, uh, you know, it's, it's fine. I'm, I'm doing all right. (laughs) Actually, I would like, some would argue that you're thriving if you're doing actually better than you were. Yeah. I mean, if I were to just look at your Instagram, I'd be like, oh, she's like killing it post-grad school. You know, I, I did feel, I felt inspired in New York. Um, it was good to be there and working with Sculpture Space was great. So I did a three-month residency at Sculpture Space in New York. Um, they're all really sweet there. And it's just, you know, this sort of three-month residency pressure of doing something straight out of grad school is um, hard on the brain, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, do you know Camille Beckles? She, we just did her header on the podcast. No. She I works at a sculpture space too. Okay. She, she does a lot of pottery, not so much sculpture. I'm like, are you a I'm, I'm trying to figure that out, Cammy. Interesting. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to name my sculptor. And then, so if you, if you, like, if someone calls you a sculptor, that means like you have the ability to slide in and out of situations and like wherever you want to go. You have yeah. a lot of freedom in that word. I like that. Yeah, right. I think that's just the first time someone's called me a sculptor ever. Really? Yeah. What, what do, do they, they call do you that? normally? <laughs> Aaron? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were like, what do they call you normally, comma, Aaron, question mark? Or what do they call you normally, Aaron, question mark? Yes, yes. (laughs) No one calls you a sculptor? Well, not until now, but I'll welcome that. All right. Well, I I don't know. Maybe it's a post-grad thing. Oh, because you went to school with all ceramic all ceramicists yeah well I I entered into Alfred um doing more functional work yeah I suppose yeah and I I guess you just think about things too much to just (laughs) do that afterwards now I just want to make sculpture (laughs) yeah it is kind of freeing right like it is you don't have to think about how someone's lips are going to feel when they put their dumb lips all over your your cup sculpture <laughs> like Tammy, what are you I don't saying know where this is going I, uh, what if i want people's lips to go all over my sculpture i don't know you know what during covid you do you <laughs> wait i want to know you're doing a, you're doing a residency right now it's not so much a residency Okay. It's, it's like a volunteer program. Okay. 
it's a beautiful architectural space that um it's verging on like hippie cool. um <laughs> living here so there's like 70 people who live on this site and yeah. um they're all artists and you know working in the foundry and the ceramics area and you kind of join in as a volunteer and then you become this graduated what they call Arconaut. And I can come back here again later if I want to and um, live and work if they accept me into the commune. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So it's like... I think that this is what everyone should be doing right after grad school. <laughs> right? That's what you need. Yeah. Like Unless a... you don't get into it. If you don't get, a, if you don't get accepted into the commune, that's just like, it's a double whammy right there. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> We'll have to check back and see what happens. It's like, how do you like how if you can you... find me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. What happens? Like, are there are there people there that have been there like years and years and years? Oh yeah. There's people that have been here since the 70s. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. Are they like know-it-alls or are they just like letting you do your thing? No, that's the great thing about it. It's such a communal kind of learning environment. So everybody's really open to sharing their knowledge. Um, I took a welding class the other day. Um, Yeah, I got to silk cast some ceramic bells, which is pretty cool. Oh, I don't even know what that is. It's like, um, it's like the, the silt is like a clay sand mixture and they'll push, um, plaster molds a one part plaster mold into the sand and then pull it out and then you pour the slip into the sand so it ends up being kind of a you pull out your slip cast piece with like a layer of sand on it and you brush it off after yeah that's kind of how they how you glass cast glass and sand Uh sand casting same same exact thing Mm-hmm. whoa that's cool the big bells we did were like took 11 days to dry though I'm like I would not be able to have this in my studio <laughs> be pulling them out after like two hours <laughs> how, how big is it um probably about um a foot uh, a foot by a foot oh wow that's by a foot really big. that's really big that's a pretty big bell i thought i thought i thought maybe you're gonna say like eight feet across i thought we were i thought we were maybe talking like i don't know what epic the bell epic yeah that's a big bell that's That's a a really big bell where are you gonna where is your final destination in the southwest do you have an ideal are you gonna go to taos i i don't have a plan after this Cool. I, I think I'm going to start looking at some more residencies around here. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm just going to be free for a little bit. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. What's that like? I don't know. <laughs> I got to escape New York. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. So before you went to Alfred, you were working as a designer. Yes. What, what happened? Do you want to talk about it? 
<laughs> this feels I, like a therapy session. No, I, should we? We should talk about it. Well, okay. So I, where did you work? You should tell everybody. Where What's your, did, what was your title? Do you want, how far back do you want to go? Well, I just, I want to go to your big, the job that made you the pride of Minnesota. Like the Minnesota kid done good. You know, like my mom would be so proud of me if I was a designer at Target. She would, <laughs> she would, I would be every year the Christmas card would just be a picture of something that I designed for Target. And like, she, it would say that. And I love you more than Anders that louse. Yeah. <laughs> Who's not a designer at Target, which is the pride of Minnesota. Exactly. That is kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. So I, I made it to, I think, associate designer, maybe. Whoa. Okay. Uh, That's important. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was a little too bizarre for them there. It took a while for me to get there. Um, they were in meetings being like, should we promote her? I don't know. I think they were. <laughs> you know but did you, did you study design in undergrad? Where did you go to I undergrad? Did. I did undergrad at Parsons. So oh. in New York studying product design there. Ah, so you yeah. had you had already been you've been to New York before. I didn't know. Yeah. That. Did yeah. you do four years at Parsons? I did. Oh. From like 99 to 2003, right in the good years. Yeah, that's crazy. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What do you mean by the good Not the good the, years. Just the bad years? <laughs> it was like the 9-11 years. Oh, the good years of New York City. The ones where you're like, why do I have IBS? Why can't I sleep? I'm having all these nightmares. Yeah. I'm coughing all the time. Yeah. All, and then all the psychosomatic yeah. nightmare. What a terrible, you're right. Those were terrible years. But, yeah. but okay, so then you did that. You were in New York and then you were trying to figure out like what to do when you graduated. Um, I immediately went to Germany after school for about a year and a half. So I did a fellowship there and was um, working for a small design firm in Berlin. So um, then I just came back to Minnesota and, and started working at Target <laughs> for like five and a half years. That's amazing. <laughs> um did you were you like well if I go back to Minnesota I could probably work at Target I don't know it's just I gotta I'm close with my family like weirdly close I don't know if either of you are weirdly close with your family or not listen Gus is is like psychotically close to his family yeah yeah so yeah (laughs) I mean I've been living with my brother for like 10 years so yeah (laughs) know what I mean? I'm only, I'm only, uh, I'm only yes. five, five years into it. Okay. Um, yeah. I love this. This conversation is going to get yeah. so weird. Any second. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I just went back for family and then ended up applying. I had friends that worked there already and um, kind of started out with an internship and um was designing handbags and like women's accessories. That was not me burping, by the way. <laughs> that was my microphone. <laughs> Sorry. 
Uh, <laughs> oh wait, so you started, sorry, back up. You started, you were designing handbags and like women's accessories basically. Oh, um, whoa. And I did that for like three and a half years, and, but I was dying the whole time to get on the pet team, like pet product team. So I finally made it there. We were making like dog Halloween costumes. And that's so good. Oh, the fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I decided I like, I set this goal to quit by the time I turned 30 and so that's what I did. And then it was just, I, I was self-employed up until grad school. So then how did you get into ceramics? Um, my mother is a potter. So it goes back to that. Uh, I had a great high school ceramics teacher. Um, did your mom know, know this high school ceramics teacher? Oh yeah, we would like, <clears throat> so part of my mother's thesis was building a, building a kiln and she had plans for like a little raccoon kiln. So every year my, my parents would bring our little raccoon kiln to my high school to do like a firing with the teacher. Yeah. That's pretty cute. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. So and we'll wait. do it every now and then in the backyard. Oh, <laughs> did your mom like study ceramics at, um, at LSU? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't expect you to say that. Yeah, That's they're cool. both of them. They're they're Southerners. Okay, we're first generation Minnesotans. We're the only Yankees in the family. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, it's not. That's not. That's for real. That shit is yeah. so real. You know, my mom was from Alabama, and like she married my dad, who was from Cleveland, and she was like, never. Her parents never spoke to her again for marrying, wow. for marrying a Yankee. She wasn't wow. allowed to go home. We definitely, my brother and I went to sort of like family reunion um, and we felt like the outcasts for <laughs> sure. <laughs> we're like the only ones masked and like hanging outside oh, yeah. and everybody else is just having a time. <laughs> sure. That's, that's how I am when I go back I and see like my extended family in Minnesota. My brother and I are the only male cousins that aren't into hunting and fishing and hockey and didn't play hockey growing up. And I just have nothing to talk about with my cousins. Like yeah. we just sit there and they tried it. They'd be like, "Man, Times Square is crazy, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. You guys dig dig holes through the ice, right?" And they're like, "Yeah, it's pretty crazy." Oh my oh, that's god! Rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, sometimes I like to go to my studio and just paint pictures of flowers. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so you're working out. So then you're like, I want to do ceramics. Or how did you even like? Um, well, part of actually the, I'm, I'm sure it's not surprising, but part of the product design um, curriculum was there was slip casting there. So that's where I learned slip casting. Um, and I guess I, I started a company with some friends and we were just making whatever we wanted and put it on a website. Um, we were bringing in all of our friends' work and um, everything that I was making out of ceramics was selling more than anything else I was doing. So I just was like, whatever, 
path of least resistance. I guess I'll just do this. And um, were you using like your mom's studio at the start? Or did you have a studio somewhere? A I've, studio? I moved around so many times in okay. Minneapolis. Yeah. Yeah. I was sharing, <clears throat> sharing spaces with painting friends and, um, and like above a bar at some point with like cool. a friend who is now a fashion designer or knitwear designer in New York. Um, yeah, I moved around so many times. Minneapolis is such a good mid-sized art city. Like yeah. I, I've never actually lived there, but I just spent a lot of time there growing up. And then when my brother lived there, because I needed to hang out with him, I would just go and hang out. But that's like my favorite city. Yeah, um, it's great. I mean, I have a really wonderful group of friends there. Um, yeah. And everybody's doing a great, wonderful don't let's cut that out. I sound dumb. No, we're leaving it in. We're leaving it in. <laughs> Great, wonderful people. I feel like uh, I feel like that's something that comes out of Trump's mouth. You're like, yeah. I have a I lot got of friends some there. Great, really I got the best. Really great. There. They're good. They're doing good things. <laughs> living with their parents, drinking beer. <laughs> no, I haven't Min- lifted a finger. This is such a good. It's such a good. Yeah, it's an it's exciting. Such a good city. art city. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's awesome. it is unexpectedly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't think it is, and then you're there, and you're like, "Oh shit, this is real." Yeah, and yeah. they have like a great history of ceramics. Like, it's yeah. it's like serious. Yeah, tra- traditionally. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then you were like, "Okay, now I'm I'm just gonna drop this company and go to grad school." Then what happened? Yeah, pretty much. I I think I, well, I I think I started having my midlife crisis. <laughs> So that's what, that's what happened. I hit, I hit 40 and I was like, uh, I want to, I would love to go back to school and ceramics is, there's so much to know that, um, I just want to push, push my knowledge with ceramics. Did you apply to a bunch of schools or were you like, I just want to go to alpha and get it over with? I applied to a handful of schools. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, how is not it? think I'd be getting into Alfred. <laughs> how how is grad school for a place to write out a midlife crisis? I a think it plot? was yeah. I think it was actually yeah. a good move. Nice. Yeah, instead of buying that Jaguar <laughs> yeah. that you were gonna buy. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, man, I'm killing it. I'm gonna buy a uh Jag, I guess. Um, so, <laughs> did you? Okay, let me ask you a personal question. Did you feel like as a person that was in your 40s or 40 going into grad school, did you feel like everyone was really young and you were when you saw your cohorts, were you like, this is going to suck? No way. (laughs) Were you trying to get me in trouble? No. Oh, yeah, I guess that is. I guess that could be construed as a negative question. No, I'm not trying to get you in trouble. But I was wondering about like going to actually I'm just actually wondering about going to school like you know, ageism is real. Ageism is real. Let's, you know. Yeah, no, we had a real mixed bag of, of ages actually, um, with my cohort. And I feel like we all got along so well and maybe people made me feel a little younger. 
we all we all fed off of each other you know like um I think it was a really good balance yeah because you're friends with a lot of people from your cohort right like I've yeah seen you, like I've seen you in real life personally hang out with them yeah yeah that's true <laughs> I'm not gonna deny that <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay. How did your work shift in grad school from what you were doing before to what you left doing after two years? It shifted a lot. I think uh, actually the pandemic might've changed a lot in my work because everything started shifting online. And um, I started focusing a lot on like the online, like the virtual world versus the real world. And that started entering into my work a lot. The hyperpot. The hyperpot, yeah. yeah. It feels like you were making like really, um, it's like it left sort of even the design object realm into, cause things got sort of like, went from functional to sort of like on the line and then maybe even into sculpture. Is that- Yeah, like, is that- I started push like in the very beginning I started pushing the function. Like, I think the first thing I made when I got to school, I was like, I have no idea how to begin this. And I made a, um, an hourglass that was like, like out of ceramic. So you obviously couldn't see the sand in it moving. Like (laughs) it was real conceptual, right? (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I just started I started moving away from function um, by, by the end of the first year. Because I feel like in your training and what you did for so long was like when you're making objects for consumption, like you're thinking about the use, right? That's all you're doing is like yeah. trying to balance fun- like form and function or whatever. Yeah, and I, I still do. I, I think it's really... I think it's a lot of fun to imagine how people's bodies are going to work with something. Um, I, I'm not totally opposed to functional work anymore. I just, it's hard. It's hard to get the concepts out of your mind. Like when, when you're becoming like a little more conceptual. (laughs) (laughs) Is there something that stops you or when you're, conceiving of a piece because I know that I like self edit I think self-editing is really like important when you're which I mean self-editing is what you're learning in grad school right so yeah it becomes part of your maybe voice or your practice and so you're like kind of crossing these lines all the time and then you're like oh I went too far and then sometimes I'll be like oh this piece is so far out of the realm of what I'm doing that it's going to change my whole work and I actually can't do it Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Either I, Chakitara. <laughs> Baby, Gus? Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> I didn't understand any of that. Oh, brother. You know, like when you have an idea and your idea is like your idea doesn't work with what you're doing, but it's an excellent idea. But you can't do it because if you do it, it's going to take you down a, dark, a path that you won't be able to come back to. Um, the work I think that my entire thesis was full of those, <laughs> like, 
Like I actually think um, I became aware that I have ADD during my thesis <laughs> I, and I'm okay with it. You were like this and this and this and then this yeah. and then, oh my God, pretty this much. and then, oh, hey, look at this. Yeah, pretty much. I, I was like, I, I had pockets in my show that were just ideas. <laughs> John Gill said it was like a candy shop. Nice. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. But back to the virtual, like the online. Was your show online because of the pandemic? Um, yeah, I, there was like a Zoom. I think okay. it's probably up somewhere. But cool. yeah, we did a Zoom sort of tour through and no real opening. Oh, but yeah. it was, was your, your work was installed somewhere? Or how did you yeah. guys... Yeah, yeah, I was in the gallery. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's nice. Yeah. Did you have a show in New York City too? Um, we had, our cohort had a, a select, like we each put a piece at Sculpture Space oh, for cool. a show. Yeah. That's cool. Were you thinking about like installations or were you considering like how the photo, like for the, the Hyperpot, were you considering like what the photo is going to look like? What does that mean? I think a lot of people actually want to know as well as I want to know. Well, I actually, okay. So when the pandemic hit, I found myself just glued to social media <laughs> and I started getting a little like overwhelmed by it. And actually that my midterm of that year ended up being like, well, the midterm was held via zoom. So um, my whole thing was I had made objects that were deceiving, like via social media. So I photographed them and I wouldn't photograph another side, which maybe I didn't glaze at all or, <laughs> um, and I just never included that on like Instagram. I just was like, this is a different object in the real world versus, versus the virtual world. Um, and I got feedback because that was a little negative. <laughs> but I don't know. I still like it. <laughs> was uh, who just out of curiosity, and I don't, I, I can cut this, but like, was it the old people that were giving you the most grief about it? Um, I don't know if it was grief. I mean, okay. I, I was like, yeah, give me some like, if this is seeming negative, I want to know, like, um, it definitely set me thinking in a different way. I mean, then I was at home when all of the um, protesting started happening in Minneapolis and, um, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Well, social media is amazing for this. It's like people can communicate with each other and, and get Ex expose things and like um and really really spread words like i mean i i'm having a hard time talking <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're no, doing great it's just i i started seeing like the benefits of social media um yeah for an artist or just in general for for social causes and you know like where I was feeling exhausted with with um people portraying themselves 
online and in a different way than it would be in the physical, which is kind of what I was getting at with like hiding things from the viewer. Um, I started seeing like the benefit in social media as well. So I was, I was weighing those things at that time. Then I got into like the whole robot building um, with a lot of help from Keith. Yeah. Um, and, and also other things like using artificial intelligence to start creating things for me. And I mean, yes. that's, that's, that's what I'm of, it's, it went all different ways. Yeah. That's kind of like what I know about your work is really like, it seems like it's part 3d modeled and part something else, or you're not really sure how like, I feel like I know some of it's 3D printed and then some of it, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Is it plastic? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I guess I'm happy that you can't really tell. <laughs> what's what? Yeah, I, I, I became really fascinated more with like how things manifest in the physical world versus like on the, the screen. So like if I'm, going to print something out of clay the support structures that print with it is like a generative of a new form so like it's coming something totally different than what it is on my computer screen I just started playing with like that movement from the digital to the physical and like the things that are created with that movement that's that's are y'all gonna be silent no no <laughs> no I but it within that you definitely have a spe very specific style that's very like your style it feels like it's like a nod to modernism and also sort of like deconstruction you kind of like take the the cleanness of modern modernism and then sort of destroy it a little bit I feel like in those pieces from grad school yeah I, I feel like that's probably my design background just peeking its head out from my new work it's funny to, it's funny you say that too because I feel like aesthetically the things that I'm choosing to include in my work are like created by my printers too like like the scaffolding and, and everything it's like generated from the computer uh, so it's it's funny to, to like, I, I don't think, you know, I own aesthetically whatever is happening, but I love that, that it's seen as sort of like a deconstructed. <laughs> deconstructed by this yeah. machine. Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I love the new pieces, first of all, like the things that you've been posting. Oh, thank you. They look like, like portraits. Like what's happened? What is it? It's what are they? Gus, did you see those pieces that I'm talking no, about? No, I'm going to go look at them right now. <laughs> it's you guys true. just keep just keep talking amongst yourselves. He just disappeared. Uh, he is going online. <laughs> he's um, going to it's it's again this play with with like the 3D versus the 2D, and I started getting really into the idea of like flattening these pieces I was making, flattening these three dimensional pieces I was making through like almost like static interference like glazing it so 
like with so many stripes that you can't really it it starts to flatten out again it's like dazzle camouflage right <clears throat> whoa what's dazzle camouflage yeah i want to hear term. about that dazzle camouflage yeah they, would, they they used to paint warships with um with like stripes that would throw off your your perception of the ship so you wouldn't be able to tell how fast it was moving or like what direction the ship was going so that it was harder for for enemies to attack them oh i i want to know what what this means and this is this is from Are you, you. About to quote me yes <laughs> okay i'm excited dental, op <laughs> dental offices here we come <laughs> Yeah, what okay. is that? I saw that too, and I was like, <laughs> "Okay, okay." And I was looking. I was like, "Oh, maybe this is some really weird. Like, this is this is some secret code that I've been missing." But that's I, the only. I one was in like, that. "Oh, she's... I mean, there are some really beautiful ones in here." I was like, "She's um, like sculpting teeth." The magic wand with with the eye next to it is a really good emoji combo. Um, <laughs> that is really good. So do you remember magic eye posters? Yes, yeah. No, what's that? Um, they are posters that were pretty big in the 90s. There's a whole, um, uh, there's a Seinfeld episode about it. Is there really? Where, oh, no way. Yeah, where Elaine's boss at the time is trying to see the, what, whatever the image is in the magic eye. And it ends with him being like, you don't have to unfocus your eyes. You have to focus them deeply. It's the same guy. Who, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I Googled it. Magic eye posters are insane. What's the deal with those, those magic eye posters? <laughs> <laughs> that's less what's, than, what's the deal with what's, those? <laughs> what's the deal with? And that's the whole episode. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Funny. So you have to unfocus your eye and, and an image will pop out at you. I have never been able to really do it. To see um, that, to see it, or to design one, your in your future. To see it, I've never been able to see them. Maybe once, mm -hmm. and um, and there was again this play with like three dimensions and two dimensions, and like those posters would pop out at you as if they were three dimensions, but it's like a, a poster in a dental office and <laughs> wait, wait 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 for the listeners for the listeners just really quick google magic eye poster so you know exactly what Kimmy, we're talking everybody about everybody knows what it is Every, no i forgot you, it's like we're talking about the rubik's cube right now no like, what is this thing <laughs> no i don't i forgot about them i didn't know okay so also i have been to i have been to the dentist and i've never seen one in the dentist office so what kind of fucking marijuana is your dentist smoking but he's got to be like hold on a second i gotta stare at this magic eye poster well he's like he's like your teeth your teeth seem a little messed up let me look at this magic eye poster i'll get back to you <laughs> shit guys are you gonna bleep me out if i swear Aaron, no I feel like we can I, I can we're trying to we're trying to we're trying to add a segment to the podcast which we might do the first one during your episode 
where we call an expert and I'm just gonna I can't wait to come up with a question that we can call you in I know as, as I know and it's gonna be so fucked up it's gonna be like we just got a magic eye poster and I'm not sure where to put it do I put it on the back of the bathroom door yeah for sure straight across to- from the toilet for sure <laughs> That's an expert question. <laughs> okay, so back to the magic eye poster. Ah, okay, so that's what you're talking about. Literally, yeah. I would never have gotten that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe I should write a little more. No, no definitely. No, I love no. It. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it on your post. Oh I'm gonna be God. like, if you want to hear the answer to this question, it's on the Rose podcast. And I actually, I just, I finally understood the magic wand yeah. with the eye is yeah. just magic eye. Magic eye. <laughs> so good. Magic eye. So good. So oh good. my God, that's oh my amazing. God. Was your was your whole thesis just? little captions from your Instagram. I mean, that would be the way to do it. Right I there. thought about having yeah. my whole thesis be an Instagram feed for a while. Yeah, <laughs> that would be really good. <laughs> Did you do anything weird with your thesis? Did I do anything weird? I'm sorry, I haven't read your thesis. With um, my thesis. Usually I try to read everybody's thesis before we have them on, but. Are you serious? Don't. No, no, no I, that's not even a little no. true. <laughs> I still haven't insane. read yours though, actually. I I kept trying no, to, but it was to. always taken out. Yeah. Oh, no way. It may yeah. be missing. It may be missing. Oh. Oh, uh, right. Oh. <laughs> wink, wink. I was like, oh, Gus is so popular. It's crazy. No. But really, like, he had it, like, nixed from the collection. Anybody that was reading mine was just trying to figure out how you can... Um, get away with writing the shortest thesis possible yeah. be like i heard he just listed a bunch of movies in here and that counted for pages oh. <laughs> <laughs> poor gus poor. you did it gus you did it you did, I did. Do it. <laughs> thank you thanks guys thanks <laughs> we're proud of you yeah you graduated that's all that matters i did yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and at Alfred, you don't get letter grades. You just get pass, pass fail. fail. So, yeah, graduated right at the top of my class and the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're designing the pieces in like what in CAD or something? Those, yeah, so the, the magic eye ones. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm playing with like the Z axis on. The printer itself so that it ends up just printing this like blob of noodly material it looks because fucking cool i love the way like glaze stripes on that and it just goes everywhere and i love that sort of unpredictability of of how the glaze is going to look in the end and i knew it was going to kind of get like that magic eye look but um the actual shapes that i printed out on it are I took like Rorschach images and then so that's like a very subjective thing right like like you're gonna take a whatever image Rorschach image and come up with what you want but like the magic eye is very objective thing that I can never see so (laughs) (laughs) so I decided to make the like the sort of three-dimensionality of those pieces Rorschach and then I'm flanning it out again with like bonkers glazing so yeah. are you ma- are you making those in Arizona 
I did those when I was in New York. Okay. Yeah. And are you done with that body of work? Are you, are you still sort of like thinking about it? Uh, I might visit it again. I'm not totally happy with them. Some of them I, I dried kind of fast. So they're warped a little, which really irks me. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. They're- I'll probably move on to something else. So honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't stay on one thing too long. There was just a, speaking of Andrea Gill, there was like a post on, did you see that post on Instagram about the pieces that were sitting on her shelf for like 10 years? No, it's pretty sweet. Uh, Let me just find it really quick. It was, it's like, okay, Gill Pottery, sometimes the creative process takes time. This piece is based on a series that Andrea started, but didn't finish back in 2012. They were just sitting on a shelf over her head till she had an epiphany, epiphany recently. She started reworking and remaking them and realized they were basically done. They are scholar screens. We have a scholar screen that used to belong to Andrea's parents. It's a ceramic painting, usually surrounded by an ornate structure that elevates it and shows a work on both sides, pretty from all angles. The function of the scholar screen is to create a piece while thinking, working, philosophizing, meditating, separating you from distraction. They are, quote, just for looking. That's it. That's sweet. Yeah, right? Like, just to have your pieces on the shelf for, like, and then you're like, oh, yeah, those. I'll just take those down and work on them. Oh, by yeah. the way, now they're done. <laughs> Likely, they're all going to go in boxes, probably. <laughs> I wish I could put them on a shelf somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You can always you can always hang them up in my parents' garage. That's what I've been doing. Yeah, that yeah, sounds he, great. He's had a solo <laughs> show there since he graduated from uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> permanent install. You wanna have a two-person show, Gus? <laughs> yeah, come on in. I'll just I'll just drive on up there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what are you like thinking about for your next thing? Have you already are you working on something? specific and are you doing Um, like are you printing separate colors like Keith are you doing like one color and then that black is glaze I'm just I've just been doing one color um I'm not sure what's next I guess something else that I was working on in New York and that I'm probably going to continue here is I was starting to scan in um 3d scan in rocks and print those out and there's so much so much to scan in in the Arizona desert (laughs) so um it's just all rocks you're just like this one this one yeah yeah this one one." so when I when I got back from New York this past winter I had a few months in Minnesota and I got real rocky like I just was doing rocks everything I don't know why (laughs) yet I mean I kind of do but um I hand built a ton of pebbles that I had collected from beaches and I hand built them like large scale. And then I was also like printing out these scanned rocks that I had um, collected from like Central Park. And yeah, I don't, I, I think there's something about like using these, these minerals and, and to like rebuild the rock that I've scanned in. And again, it's like going from the physical world to like my computer screen and back to the 
physical world in clay form. Something about that fascinates me. It's like a full circle. It's like a circle of life, but like over a billion years. Yeah. To this like immediate future. It's really weird. I mean, yeah, it's weird. I don't, you know, what did, what did grad school do to me? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I really, what did it do? Like, no, no, really. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. You tell me. This has been so fun. Like I'm th- your work. Like it's just so fast. This will be one of the funniest ones we've ever had. Yeah, it's really- get out. <laughs> yeah, no. Seriously, it's yeah. been so fun to talk to you. It's been fun to talk. Are to you me. ever? Are you ever going to come back to New York? Or are you done with it? You did it. You got it out of your system. You don't need to check it out again. I. I mean, like I don't to know. visit, but you're yeah. Definitely to visit. Yeah. It's, uh, it's so expensive. Yeah. I mean, you get used to it. Yeah, that's what it, that's all it is. Is it's like it doesn't get any better. You just get used to it. Yeah, yeah. It makes wherever you go less ex- like feel cheap. Like, <laughs> oh my god, this this vodka soda is only six dollars. You know, you're like where I'm from, it's like twelve. <laughs> I don't know. I just you know, I don't know where I'm gonna land. Uh, yeah. I I love you. Know, I have got a house in Minnesota that. I love having a garden and yeah. and space, like a studio space connected to my house. And Do you still have a studio there that's just like waiting for you to return? Yeah, kind of. I, uh, I sort of leased out, not really leased out. I, I'm letting some other people use my studio like the whole time I was away at school so I still have a lot of my equipment there but um I don't know if it's like this Minnesota nice I like can't kick them out yeah (laughs) I don't want to so that that definitely is Minnesota nice yeah like I would but it also could be you just being like I'm not ready to go home yeah yeah it's that's very much the case you know if I were I I don't want to take my all my equipment out of there I don't want to store it it's better if somebody can use it yeah um, like my my studio was in a really great um I was working in my basement when I got back but my studio I had for years was in this old bakery building and it's so cheap so cheap Um, that's what I can't that's just as like Minnesota, Minneapolis to me is like, everybody has a beautiful studio that's so cheap somewhere yeah. Yeah. and lives in like a nice residential, like not nice, not like fancy nice, but like a nice quiet residential neighborhood somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Me, I, I don't All right. That. I'll start leasing your studio. With, yeah. <laughs> sure. yeah we'll get, let's get the, <laughs> the dream team out there. I'll go with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll we'll kick them out for you, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> We're like trying to chew New Yorkers now. Tammy's we'll a like, New Yorker, yeah. <laughs> we'll be like, oh, we talked to Erin and she says, yeah. just like the cut mark across your throat. It's over, player. Like, pack it up. Uh, and then we're moving it. We have already got the truck outside. Everybody's <laughs> going to be like, who are these fast walkers? <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, I don't have anything really to say about it other than um I just want to know if you like love Menards as much as I do 
I love Menards. <laughs> Let the record show she got even closer to the camera to say it. Wow. Wow. You know what I even love more than Menards? Please say Fleet Farm, but I don't Fleet think Farm. Oh, <laughs> Fleet Farm. You, I mean, come on, what's Fleet Farm? I, I was is, in the Menards. This podcast is brought to you by Fleet Farm. We didn't know it, but it is now. <laughs> I was in Menards over Christmas and it was amazing. There's a Menards in Minneapolis that has an escalator in it and someone that plays piano on Sundays or something like that. <laughs> and <laughs> on days off, it plays itself. <laughs> okay, what is Fleet that... <laughs> But actually, I, that escalator, I can't do it. It's just too slow. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so slow and it's so like kind of squishy, you know? Well, you can't, you can't roll your cart on it. It locks the cart, so yeah. if you're going to go upstairs, you're going to want to go upstairs with your hands yeah. no cart. <laughs> I love going there. That I go, to, I go all the way to Minneapolis to go there and to go to Camp Snoopy in the Mall of America, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> the fuck is Camp Snoopy? You know what? <clears throat> well, he doesn't know because Camp Snoopy doesn't exist anymore. I know. I know. It's, I know, it's Nickelodeon Universe it's Nickelodeon now. Nickelodeon Universe. But... <laughs> oh, my God. I was I actually just watching videos about it over the weekend because I was reminiscing about Camp Snoopy. <laughs> <laughs> was it really like a Snoopy, like a Snoopy amusement park? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. It was awesome. They, except they put a bunch of Snoopies and Charlie Browns all over the city, oh. like fiberglass ones. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is like cool. <laughs> Yeah, oh, like man. what's so bad about that, Aaron? In, in my God, in my hometown, Snoopy we have, hater. We have really dumb. <laughs> we, we have really dumb fiberglass bison all over the place that like our our high school art kids painted and they, yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah, that sounds they, stupid. Yeah, they're, they're really bad. <laughs> well, I'm glad because um, I think like 62 percent of our listeners are from New York City. So oh, they're, sorry. They're all gonna hate me. No, they're they. I think that I think New Yorkers love when pe- when we start talking about the Midwest because it like gives them an, a view of the world that is no longer their own. Yeah, it yeah. keeps them keeps them grounded in reality. Yeah. Grounding you. <laughs> Get out of the city. Go to the Midwest. Check out a fleet farm. Buy a huge bag of peanuts. Tip um, over one of those. <laughs> Sculpt peanut sculptures. <laughs> Please. Uh, just live a little, you know? Live a little. Erin, yeah. this was so fun. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for coming was on. Fun. It was a blast. We were we've been looking forward to it all, all week. Thank I you. I can't wait to have you on for ask, ask expert. an expert. Ask, yes. ask the expert. If anybody has a question that they need to ask, Erin right in and let oh, us know please. yeah we would love that don't tell me when you're calling either just okay we'll no. just call out of the blue. first first of all we have to get your phone number so i'm gonna I have it. I'll, I'll okay cool it. okay it. cool good that's important yeah we don't we so when you see gus calling like for sure know that's what's happening okay yeah. cool all right thanks so much thanks for coming thanks, you guys. it really was fun thanks for having me Thank you. Um, See you soon and good luck with everything. I can't wait to see what happens. Thanks. Bye. Send us some pictures of the beautiful place that you're at. I will. I will. Yeah, please. Okay. 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 Bye. Bye.
How was it? So fun. Right? Always fun talking to Erin. <laughs> it's a blast. Erin, get out of the desert and come back. I know. She, desert? I wish she'd yeah. moved to New York again. She's one of my she's one of my new favorite people. I could like yeah. I could I could have we could have done that conversation for six more hours. It would have been yeah. so fun. I feel like we're gonna have her back on at some point. Yeah, I feel like that too. I feel like that too. You can let's just give me just bring this up really quick. Follow Aaron on Instagram. You can follow Aaron on Instagram, Aaron Lynn Smith. And you can go to our website, Aaron Lynn Smith dot studio fun. Cool. Dot studio. I didn't even know that was a thing. Right? It is. It is. I didn't either. That's awesome. We should all get dot studios. Yeah. Hell no, yeah. No. Little smarty. That's why and, that's yeah. why she makes the big bucks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, somebody's gotta. Seriously. Uh Gus, this was a blast. Yeah, I mean, always a pleasure. To the listeners, thank you so much, especially all the listeners in Australia. What? Gus, I was looking at the um I was looking at the analytics and we have so many listeners in Australia. I think podcasts are just bigger in Australia. I don't have any data to back it up, but you literally I I know you and I know you have zero, you've done zero research for that, that statement. Okay. Definitely <laughs> true, but but my favorite podcast is an Australian podcast. Same. And, an, and another one that I really like is always touring in Australia. And it's an American history podcast. What? I don't know. I'll look into it. All right. But the okay. one that you really like, Hamish and Andy, right? Yeah. Funniest, funniest, funniest podcast, podcast I've ever listened to. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, anyway, that's a plug for them. Um <laughs> And for, like they need a bump from a, like, our six listeners. I know. Oh, sad. We um, love them. Pitiful. Well, guys, this was a blast. I guess I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, great. Can't wait. Okay. Awesome. Bye. Bye, Cammy. All right. We did it. We did it. Hell yeah. Okay. I'm going to go finish some frames up. Okay.